Have you ever been curious about somebody else's working day? A job title is the briefest of descriptions. Very few people would be able to describe their job in a couple of sentences. This series of episodes aims to shine a spotlight on a selection of diverse jobs and the daily experiences of people who do them. What is usually the first task of the day? What are their main tasks or goals? Is the day prescribed or do they make it up as they go along? What key skills do they need to do the job? Is lunch on the hoof or a leisurely hour talking to colleagues or scrolling through social media? Why an individual gets out of bed in the morning? Or maybe they wish they could just stay there. This podcast explores the ups and downs of a day in the life of a range of working people. So without further delay, off we go. We hope you enjoy it. You're going to tell me about a day in the life of Mark Manson, Certainly I believe. Am. Certainly am. First of all, can you tell me what your profession is? I'm a motor mechanic. I work for a garage called Meadowfield, and I'm the foreman there. How long have you been there? Uh, I've been there on and off over 10 years. That's a long, that's and a long time. Since it opened, I've seen it grow from just one garage to another two big workshops that can facilitate for bigger vehicles. Okay. Are they close by to where you are? Or? Uh, yeah, they're, um, they're from what, from where I live or from where I... From uh, the one that you're working in? Yeah, they're both side by side. Oh, right, okay. So it's quite a big, quite a big business big then. Big business. And your role is the foreman. And are you foreman of all of the? For of all the all the, it's the same garage. Uh-huh. It's just a sep- separate workshops for different jobs. So you've got to look after all, yeah, all of that. And the staff. How many staff have you? There's myself, one MOT tester, the chap that owns the business, and two apprentices, one in his second year and one in his third year. And you've got to pull everything yep, together? Yeah, we've got to designate the different jobs and notice people's strengths, what they're good at and what they're not so good at. Okay, so at the beginning of your day then, when do you? When does it start? I start my work at six o'clock in the morning, but I'm generally up at five, putting out, the, getting the dog sorted and putting out clothes for the kids. How many kids? Three. Three boys. Three boys. So three boys, four dogs. In a two-bedroom house. In a two-bedroom house. And you've got to get all that organised before... Before I go to work for six. Before you go to work for six. Mm-hmm. OK, so we'll park that then. <laughs> and <laughs> once you get to work, how do you know what the day's going to look like? Is it all planned out? There's a, a diary and everybody's got their job cards. We've got a lady in the office. Um, She'll print out the job cards for what the various vehicles are booked in for and then it's up to me to designate the jobs to different mechanics. So she'll take in the bookings? She takes in the bookings, online bookings and over the phone bookings and obviously she'll print out whether it's in for its service and MOT repairs, stuff like that. And we've got a job card. We've got to then look at the vehicle, diagnose the problem, report back to her so she can report back to the customer. So approximately how many jobs would you go through a day between all of you? Between all of us, I would say on a good day, at least 10 MOTs a day. And I would say between 10 and 15 repairs. But I've seen it be more and I've seen it be less. 
And what sort of length of time does it take to, on average, to do a job as someone that uh, knows nothing about fixing a car? It depends. You've got different different jobs will take different times, but we've got a, a system called Autodata, so that gives us the correct time for the manufacturer specification for doing that job so you get sort of 0.5 of an hour to do something or like sort of if it was like a clutch on a transit you would get four hours to to do that so if you can do it in half the time it's an extra bonus when you say bonus is that paid extra bonus you get a, you get a, there's a bonus scheme at my work but obviously if the the more if you can do something quicker you can get on to another job i see so you can get through more job uh, more work in a day is that the sort of thing that all garages, All garages do. do that. Do they? Yeah. So what kind of skills then do you need? That probably sounds a bit of a basic question, but obviously you've got to be a mechanic. Mm-hmm. But I, I've got my level three in motor vehicle. did three years at college and a year in tools from when I was 16, and that got me fully qualified. Do you have to change things around a bit because I would imagine you get emergencies, people that phone up uh, saying... We do get emergency stuff we actually do we've got contract work for different companies so if they've got a van that's off the road or anything near priority to get them back on the on the road so sometimes we'll be there a wee bit later at night and stuff like that if we need to get them back on the on the road do some lorries for people's uh, people as well is that a 24 hour thing not not always but if it's getting like we get a lot of money from different companies for their like looking after their vehicles. So if they have got something that's happened, then they really need to come to the front of the queue because obviously they're they're contracted with us. Would they? Would these people have a, a fleet of vehicles? They do have a, a fleet of vehicles, but some people have got a fleet of ten or twenty, and some people have got a fleet of three. So if they've got a van off of the road, then they've got guys that then they can't go to work. That's quite a responsibility then in mm-hmm. keeping all that going. Yeah. So you've got to slot these in to, yeah. the, to what's your what is your designated day, and you've then got to be aware that you might have to. Ah, uh, there's that. anything can come through the door. Is your job demanding then? Mm, well, I think we both know the answer <laughs> to that. What kind of people skills do you need then? Is, is it demanding with the the people mm. as well as the mechanical uh, side? It helps to be calm. A day can change from from day to day. Um, things can run smoothly when you don't think they're going to and things can go badly when you want them to run smoothly. As well as the, the, the people that you actually work with, what about customers? Are they always lovely people? From time, we've had a, a few good customers and a few not so nice customers but they get a wee thing on the bottom of their invoice just thanks for your custom but don't come back. When it comes to things like having breaks and lunch, breaks, not breaks for your car, breaks for your <laughs> Um yeah, everybody. Do you get a you designated get, time? You get a an hour to take throughout the the day, whether it be sort of two fifty minutes in a a half an hour. But I've usually got other things to do throughout that that time, so I usually will just get like a wee sort of fifteen minutes in the morning, maybe a wee fifteen minute, fifteen twenty minutes in the afternoon to eat my lunch, and because that much on and that much in demand. I didn't ask you when you were likely to finish. Six o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night. And uh, seven to one, pretty much every Saturday. And that's back to back jobs. Yeah. That's that's a, a busy busy garage. Yeah. What are the most recent challenges that your job has thrown up at you? 
I'm looking to go and do a lot of electric cars are now coming in into us, so we've got one guy qualified on doing them, but every sort of a lot of Teslas and stuff coming in now as well. So I'm gonna have to go on a course to work on the electrical stuff, but I kind of get my head around it now, and I've got a sort of online learning thing that I've been doing, so that's been quite challenging as well. Do you think that's the way that things are going to go? I think vehicles? so. I'm pretty sure that's going to... I don't think it's going to be straight away, but I reckon in the next sort of 10 to 15 years, then they'll be getting rid of a lot of petrol and diesel cars. What about things like tractors and... Will they still stay mechanical? I would have thought so at the, at the moment, but just with the way technology is changing... You'll probably find you've got a tractor with a trailer with a battery on the back of the trailer that's probably about the size of the tractor to power it shortly. Parked at the side of the road waiting for the sun to come out. Uh, Solar powered. (laughs) What makes your job worthwhile? Why did you get up in the morning to do it? Just a challenge. Just I do like where I work. It is is challenging, but it's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see things changing with the, the... Changes in the cost of living, or oh, people... the cost of the cost of living's going up, going so through the roof that some people are they're avoiding fixing their cars because they can't afford to. But then you get a catch twenty two with somebody who'd be maybe have a two thousand pound bill in their car, but they'd rather then go and spend two thousand pounds on another car, and then in a year's time they've got two thousand pounds off for repairs. So you've there's no sort of happy medium with stuff like that at the the moment. The cost of living is absolutely through the roof. Do you find people are getting rid of cars rather than keeping them on the road? I think people with multiple cars are getting rid of If they've got like an extra car or anything like that, they'll be getting rid of bigger things and they'll be keeping a wheel car. Right. Mark, thank you very much for coming in and talking to me today. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope to see you back here next week.